You are listening to a Live City Church podcast, and we hope you'll experience Jesus today. We are excited to have you join our extended online church family. If you would like further information or wish to access more content, please connect with us on our Live City Church Facebook page or visit us at livecitychurch.com. and happy Mother's Day uh, to all of you out there, all of the mums, the mama bears-to-be. I am very appreciative of the many emotions that can come with uh, today. Um, And I'm sure, like many of you, uh, I have gone through pretty much all of the emotions that can be, that can go with this day from, well, let's just say everything. So, um, we want to honour all of you though. If you are, as they say in Narnia, a daughter of Eve, you will be honoured today. It is your day to be honoured. So let's begin. I've called this and she treasured all of these things in her heart and we'll unpack what that meant and what that means um, as we go along. So these days, Mother's Day is... They start advertising so early. It's all about pink, 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 fluffy slippers, bathrobes, greeting cards, chocolates, flowers. Uh, But the history of this day, of Mother's Day, is more complex than we may have been led to believe. So for many people, Mother's Day is celebrated on the second weekend of May for us here in Australia. It's a time to spend with our children, our mothers, our grandmothers, and is marked by flowers, cards, breakfast in bed, and of course, those heartfelt tissue paper creations that have been scoured off Pinterest by your child's teacher. But here are a few interesting facts about Mother's Day that you may not have known. So Mother's Day officially began as a tribute to just one woman, Anna Reeves Jarvis, most often credited with founding Mother's Day, uh, wanted to set aside a day to honour her own mother after her mum passed away in 1905. So she actually began the movement in West Virginia in the good old USA. But before that, um, according to National Geographic, a Mother's Peace Day was promoted as an anti-war movement. For poet and author Julia Ward Howe and the anti-war activists, um, including Jarvis's own mother, by the way, the idea of Mother's Day should spread unity across the globe in the wake of so much trauma following the Civil War in America. She called for women to gather once a year in their parlours, in churches or social halls, to listen to sermons, present essays, sing hymns or pray if they wished, all in the name of promoting peace. So way back in the beginning of this day, it was all about promoting peace. So another thing that we should note, more people buy flowers for Mother's Day than any other time of the year. Gift givers spend more than $5 billion on jewellery alone and nearly another $5 billion on 
that special outing? Where will we go? Where will we book that special place? Why can't you just do it any other time? That's also not including the $843 million on cards and $2.6 billion on flowers and gift certificates. But it's actually for this reason that Jarvis, who came up with the idea of Mother's Day, she actually died regretting this very thing that happened. She was against commercialism of this day. It was the exact opposite of what she would have wanted. She was actually arrested for causing public disturbances going after florists and their marketing campaigns for Mother's Day. She didn't even believe in organizations using Mother's Day as a way to raise funds for charities and saw them as profiteering off the holiday. She never herself profited from this idea or tribute that she called Mother's Day. And she actually died penniless having used all her money to fight against the commercialism of what Mother's Day had become. It's interesting to note the white carnation is the official Mother's Day flower. Um, Jarvis, she came up with this idea because she compared the flower shape, the carnation shape and life cycle to a mother's love. The carnation does not drop its petals, but it hugs them to its heart as it dies. <laughs> and so too, mothers hug their children to their hearts, their mother love never dying. So let's go to perhaps the most famous mother that we know of in the Bible. And I'm going to go to the birth of Jesus, recorded in Luke chapter 2. So we know that Mary and Joseph had travelled a long, long way to Bethlehem so that their, uh, their names and their um, the family profession, the family name could be recorded in the census. So while they were there, it was time for her baby to be born. So I'll pick up in verse uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 6. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him, wrapped him in swaddling and placed him in a manger. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Verse 16 so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. 
When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. Verse 19. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I love the imagery of the carnation as a mother's heart, especially here as Mary holds her brand new baby, treasuring these things, clutching things to her heart. See, in verse 18, it says, And all who heard about the news of Jesus being born were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. They were in awe, they were excited. They had been waiting for this Messiah to come. But then in verse 19, it says, But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. See, she had so much else, so much more to think about than anybody else. She would have thought about how the angel came to her and told her what was going to happen, what the shepherds had told her and what the angels had sung how she had this baby that she had waited for all this time by her side, the one she would nurture and raise, and yet knowing that this baby belonged to God himself. And there was a depth to these thoughts, these memories that she needed to process. I remember when uh, the first time I was left alone after having Eden, and oh, after 24 hours of labor, having people, midwives, doctors, pediatricians, because it was such a long time, three shifts of these uh, health professionals, 3P, MEMA, three shifts. Did I mention three shifts? Three different sets of people. And finally, when after I'd had her and everybody had gone home, and I was so glad to finally get some rest some well-earned sleep and then a baby cried and I realized this was my baby and this was my new life and there was a depth of thought that I needed to process all of this waiting all of this um, pondering I'm sure I pondered a lot more than just oh look at this baby perhaps that was something that Mary pondered I don't know I'm just trying to identify with her as another mom um, just things that we have pondered as we've had that that baby that we're holding in our hands she kept all these things, all that happened. She remembered what the angel said. She remembered what happened to Elizabeth as she went to see her cousin and to the shepherds. All of these extraordinary circumstances that had happened as a result of her carrying Jesus. A mother never forgets any of these things which occur respecting her children. Everything they do, everything they suffer, everything that is said of them, to them, is treasured in her mind, in her heart. The original word, meaning of the word pondered 
is weighed. She kept them. She weighed them. She gave weight to them. And I'm not sure if there's anything ever as heavy as the things that a mother keeps in her heart. So another glimpse we have into Mary's motherhood journey is recorded further down in Luke chapter 2 in verse 51 when Jesus is 12 years old. You see they've just gone up to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. Big family tradition, big celebration, lots of people coming and going with their uh, their family group and so they're on their way home and after three days assuming that everybody else had seen Jesus no one had seen Jesus and after three days they realize that he's missing and so they anxiously go back and look for him and I can imagine that Mary was probably not like mm, yeah, she probably clipped his ear. She probably went in. Where have you been? Can you not see that I am been worrying? I've been searching for you. His mother asked, your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why have you done this to me? Mother guilt 101. Why have you done this to me? And Jesus says, well, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? even though they didn't understand what was happening he still went with them back to Nazareth and was obedient the word says then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them see even though he knew that he had a word from the Lord he knew that he had a mission he knew that he had to have something that he would fulfill he was still humble and obedient to those in whose charge he was and then it says in here in verse 51 but his mother treasured up all of these things in her heart all these things past present future I wonder if she started to realize that, oh, maybe, maybe this is time for me to start releasing him into his ministry. Just a thought. So I've got 10 things here that I found, 10 things that your own mama never told you. You've probably seen it floating around on Facebook, but I'm going to put a heavenly spin on it, if I may. So number one, you made her cry a lot. Remember that mother guilt thing? She cried when she found out that she was pregnant with you. She cried as she gave birth to you. She cried when she first held you. She cried with happiness. She cried with fear. She cried with worry. Oh, she cried a lot. She cried because it, she feels so deeply for you just as Jesus himself wept as he mourned so deeply about his friend Lazarus. Number two, she wanted that last piece of pie, but when she saw you look at it with those big eyes and lick your mouth with that tiny tongue, she couldn't eat it. 
She knew that it would make her much happier to see your little tummy filled than hers. Uh, I'm not so sure. I still wanted to eat that pie. Number three, it hurt. When you pulled her hair, when you grabbed her with those sharp fingernails that were impossible to cut, when you bit her while you were drinking your milk, when you bruised her ribs from the inside, when you stretched her stomach for nine months, just as Jesus was hurt, just as Jesus himself was beaten for our sins. Number four, she was or she is always afraid. From the moment you were conceived, she did everything in her power to protect you. She watched what she ate. She watched how much she would exert herself. She watched everything. She protected you from the moment she knew that you were there. She stayed up late to make sure you got home safe. She woke up early to see you off to school. Yes, even if it was the wrong day with every stub toe and little stumble she was close by even when you crashed into the wall and bled on her freshly clean floors she was ready to snatch you up with every bad dream or every late night fever she was there to make sure you're okay just as it says in Psalm 121 verse 7 the Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Psalm 56 verse 8, the God of all comfort watches over you. He watches over your weeping. He gathers up all your tears and he puts them in his bottle. Number five, she knows she's not perfect. She's her own worst critic. She knows all her flaws. She is hardest on herself when it comes to you though. She wants to be the perfect mum. She wants to do nothing wrong, but she is still human. She's probably still trying to forgive herself for all the mistakes that she's ever made and will make, but But God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. She watched you as you slept. There were nights when she stayed up till two, three, four, five in the morning. She sang to you. She begged you. She prayed, please, please sleep. And then when you finally fell asleep, she would lay down and all her tiredness would disappear for a short second as she looked down at you, experiencing more love that she knew was possible despite her worn out arms and aching eyes. In Psalm, verse four, uh, Psalm 4 verse 8, it says, When I lie down, I go to sleep in peace. For you, Lord, keep me perfectly safe. I think God knew exactly what he was doing when he made moms. Number seven, she carried you a lot longer than nine months. You needed her to, so she did. She would learn to hold you while she cleaned, while she ate. She would even hold you while she slept because it was the only way 
that she could sometimes. Her arms would get tired, her back would hurt, but she still held you because you wanted to be close to her. You wanted to feel safe in her arms. You were happy in her arms. You knew you were loved in her arms. And so she held you. And so she holds you as often and as long as you needed, as long as you still need. Number eight, it broke or it breaks her heart every time you cry. She did all in her power to stop you from crying and when she couldn't stop your tears, her heart would shatter into a million little pieces. Just as our Heavenly Father says in 2 Kings 20 verse 5, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Your mama bear put you first. She went without food, showers and without sleep. She always put your needs before her own. She would spend all day meeting your needs and by the end of the day, having no energy left for herself. But the next day, she would wake up and do it all over again because you meant that much to her. Just like Jesus, didn't matter how tired he was, how much in pain he was, if there was a miracle that needed to be done because of his compassion for those people, because of his compassion for you, he will put you before his own needs. He did. He put you before his own needs because he knew how much Father God wanted to have relationship with you. Number 10, she would do it all again. Being a mum is one of the hardest jobs anyone can do and it will take you to your very limits. You cry, you hurt, you try, you fail, you work and you learn. But you also experience more joy than you ever thought possible and feel more love than you thought your heart could contain. Despite all the pain, all the grief, all the late nights and early mornings, she would do it all again because you are worth it to her. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Even as the Lord passed by Moses in Exodus 34, he said, Yahweh the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy, I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. So I know that those 10 points are written about a mother's love from a worldly perspective, but let me suggest that it could also or should be also read as at least 10 things your heavenly father has not kept from you but has told you has written down for you in his word these promises all these things that he has he has told you so I have one last illustration not my own when I was a child my mother was making my lunch one day when a fire erupted on the stovetop my brave mum ran into the kitchen grabbed the flaming pot and ran outside with it as if that wasn't enough, after the flames were gone, my mum sat in a chair on our porch and told me to stay inside and not to worry. 
Her expression seemed a bit strange and she had her body turned away from me, but she was otherwise completely calm and collected. I later found out that she suffered third degree burns from her elbow to her fingertips on her right arm. And she used every bit of strength and willpower she had to hold back tears and scream so I wasn't scared or worried. This is God's love for us in a nutshell. He took the heat, all sin, through Jesus. He went through hell, literally, for you. And he's placed that strength and that weight in a mother, in a mother's heart, because it's a reflection of how much he loves us. We started by looking at Mary and how she treasured things in her heart about her son, Jesus. And then we looked at how this is how God thinks of you, how he treasures these things, how he looks over you, he sings over you, he sees your tears. And so this is how you, in turn, can treasure him inside your heart. In Philippians 4 verse 8, Finally, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate, hold these things, treasure these things inside your heart. Thank you for joining Life City Church and we hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. If this ministry has made an impact on your life, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a line and share your story at thanks at livecitychurch.com or email us your prayer needs at prayer at livecitychurch.com. We'd love to connect with you and hear more about your story. If you love the ministry of Live City Church, you can make a financial gift to help us spread the good news of Jesus by going to livecitychurch.com and clicking the giving tab. We hope today's message has spoken into your life and look forward to your next visit.